They're prominent, they're successful, and some are more than a little controversial. They're real South Africans on face-to-face with success. Brought to you by real people with real solutions. Nashua, saving you time, saving you money, putting you first. If you walked past Rapelang Rabana in the street, you'd likely mistake her for a model. You probably wouldn't imagine that at the tender age of 22, she became a South African internet pioneer. Long before you could make calls on WhatsApp, Rapelang and her partners from university were pioneering voiceover internet protocol on mobile phones. Their company was called Yego, and it propelled Rapelang to success at a very early age. It's an unusually cold summer's day when I sit down with Rapelang at a seaside cafe in Cape Town. She's won numerous awards, spoken at dozens of high-profile conferences. She's been recognized as one of South Africa's new generation of entrepreneurs. But she says she never really thought of herself that way. And the decision to start a business rather than join some big corporate was born out of a desire to live by her own rules. I think I'd felt for a large portion of my life that I had spent time in primary school and secondary school and university working through systems and working through things I knew I really didn't understand the purpose of. And, you know, you get to the bottom of a system and you spend the next five or ten years working your way to the top. And I was just like, is the rest of my life supposed to be around working systems I didn't create? I have no part in determining how I spend my time there. Um, when do you get to decide to do your life, not the life that is informed by the system you happen to fall into, which is really what happens. And it just seemed to be too much of this default kind of living. So by the end of university, I realized, oh my God, in applying for a job, I'm going to be joining another system for the rest of my life. This is what has been giving me sleepless nights before at the end of high school. And now it's time to make a decision as to which system. And I was like, it was almost it was almost sort of multiple nervous breakdowns trying to figure out what to do with your life, really. Um, and I came to a realization that... Um, which is probably one of the most simple and powerful realizations that ultimately prompted me to sort of start a business. I realized that everyone, and absolutely everyone, is winging it the whole time. And no one had... No one truly knows how life is supposed to work out. No one truly has the ultimate wisdom on what you're supposed to do with your life. Certainly no one has wisdom to be able to say to you what you should do with your life. And that was, for me, the beginning of that process, that if everyone's doing it and making it up as they go along, I'm going to do that on my own terms. She and her partners wound up selling a majority stake in their company to a foreign firm, something that many startup entrepreneurs can only dream of. But she's not one to rest on her laurels. I've never woken up and felt successful. I've always thought, oh my God, I still haven't been able to get to this. We should be much further along the line by now. We should be much bigger. We should be making so much money by now. So for me, I've realized that it's, it's a, non, a non-stop journey, actually. Success is not a moment in time that you freeze. Yes, there have been amazing moments. It was euphoria launching our first version of the application. We've gotten great recognition. And with every product, there's been some great, positive, happy feeling about it. But for me, it was never a place where... I've never arrived at a place where I thought, I've arrived, I'm done, I'm successful, in a way. And I've also realized that the flip side of that is also true. 
that failure is also not a point in the line that's done and finite and finished. Everything is really just ebbs and flows and it keeps on going for me and as long as you're doing the things that you wanted to do and you have that peace, for me that's true success, that you keep, you're able to wake up and have the choice to do what you wanted to do. That for me is the success. I ask her what advice she has for people who want to be just like her. The key is not to be like me. The key is to be like you. And the more like you you are, the more differentiated you will be. And therefore, the easier for you to succeed. I have a concept called the power of meta. And for me, the power of meta is embracing your unique perspective in the world. And by that, I mean the way you see the world and the way you process information is unique to you. And that should be a guiding light as to how, what the things you choose to work on, how you choose to make decisions and the projects you undertake. I feel a lot of young people feel the answers are out there and you know you think if I have this mentor and I spend time with them by osmosis somehow I'll pick up what they do. But it's not really like that. So the, the most powerful answers are within you and it's your ability to tap into your own inner voice and your own inner reflection that allows you to tap into your unique perspective of the world. And for me, that's been very true because I make my decisions based on the things I think are important and the things I have noticed through my life, not by looking at what other successful people have done and trying to copy that because, you know, it might be relevant here. Yes, there's some learnings there and those provide stimulus, but my journey has really been about following the rhythm of your own drum because you're never going to be able to be good at being someone else better than they can be themselves so you'll always be catching up to them and the key is to trust your journey. Krapelang's journey has taken her down a new road in recent years. She started Rekindle Learning, a company that aims to harness the power of the mobile revolution to boost education and skills development across Africa. For me it's always critical to be able to do things that I feel progress humankind or progress our society as best as possible because Otherwise, I think it's very easy to, you know, set up a business and make a lot of money for yourself or join a bank and make a lot of money for yourself. But at the end of the day, there's no blip in the trajectory of um, human progress. And you might as well not have lived, actually. So what was ultimately the point? So I didn't, I don't, I, I certainly enjoy the comforts that money can give you, but I don't understand the ultimate motive of pure financial gain. It's like you're not really going to go anywhere if the whole, if the entire society doesn't progress with you and you're still struggling with inequality and poverty, you're, it, nothing's really moved, nothing's really changed except in your own little cocoon and that's also very fragile. We're not going to be able to address the socioeconomic development challenges of Africa if we learn in the same incremental and linear way we've always been doing so far. We have to be able to leapfrog some steps. So really, for me, Rekindle Learning is an exploration of that. Rappelang's passion for the project is plain to see, and it's already gaining ground amongst big corporates looking to upskill their staff. It's just the start, she tells me as we say goodbye. She's aiming to get schools across Africa to use Rekindle Learning. They're prominent, they're successful, and some are more than a little controversial. They're real South Africans on face-to-face with success. Brought to you by real people with real solutions. Nashua, saving you time, saving you money, putting you first. Find more real success stories at thesolutionslab.co.za.